I wanted to to draw our attention now to to God's words. Uh, this week I was challenged in my uh, time of um, prayer and reflection to be reading from Psalm 42. And I remember that when I preached probably 18 months ago, uh, Psalm 42, I had four questions and I shared those uh, four questions also with the pastoral team this week. And the first question, as I read Psalm 42, is, how are you? And I, I remember that um, if I was going to be honest with that question, I was going to be very honest and frank, and my, my answer would have not been, I'm fine, thank you. And I think even more so in this time, if I was to ask you that question, how are you? Uh, we will have all sorts of responses, I, I believe, because I I can um, guarantee you that uh, none of us is finding um, this time of the pandemic, and especially how long it's gone, and especially with the third lockdown, all these things are making life very difficult and very tough. And um, I think... Um, if we were to be honest with ourselves, we're saying that we are struggling and and some of us are struggling more than others. And some of us are suffering because of the challenges that um, COVID um, pandemic is bringing as a result. And again, we've got we've got a few months to to continue in this uh, momentum. And as much as it is very difficult, I wanted to encourage you today with God's word that we do not lose sight of what God is doing during this time, even though we may not see it. And as I was preparing for this morning, I I was drawn to um, uh, different passages of scripture that talk about suffering, because suffering is really an uncomfortable um, um thing even to talk about and i think it's interesting how even uh if we were to answer the question how are you how we dismiss the struggles that we are suffering and sometimes we dismiss it because uh it's too much to bear sometimes we dismiss it because it's it's the way that we deal with stuff and sometimes we miss it because actually uh, we don't want others to know that that we are going through difficulties and today um, i wanted to share with you a few uh, thoughts from god's word i'm i'm going to be sharing uh, my screen i've prepared a few um slides and um also there is a video clip with a, a scripture reading that uh, that jill that jill is doing but um there we are um so i've i've <laughs> I've called uh, the talk today, Trials That Refine Faith. And um, I, I was talking to somebody this week that uh, when we talk about suffering and when we talk about the challenges, which are some of the Bible characters that our mind would go directly to? And um, I immediately got drawn to go and have a look at Job. And... Uh, and um, we, we, we're going to be looking at Job, um, not in major detail today, but we're just going to be stopping at a few moments of Job's life. Now, um, it's, it's an interesting book. Um, if you read it, read it 
um, get get a get get a grip with it this week. Um, I've, I've read it a few times, and it's quite um, uh, a sobering book, really, because we see somebody who who really fears God, and he's going through so much hustle and suffering. We read in chapter one, verses one, that there was once a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. So there was that that's the starting of the book. This is what what goes on in Job's life. He's got this this blameless, spotless, this this life full of integrity. And um, in verse 6, we hear what is going on in the realm, in the spiritual realm. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present, to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? the Lord asked Satan. And Satan answered the Lord, I've been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then um, there is a conversation about Job. But, but there is this, this thing that is going on in the spiritual realm. And God is, is aware of that. And, and then we, we, we've got this um, calamity that fall on Job. On Job. And uh, if you've got a chance, read the whole chapter 1 and 2 at home. But, but look at Job's attitude in verse 20. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. And he said, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I'll be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, so he lost everything. And the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. And the Lord's statement of Job is in verse 3 of chapter 2. And when God says something about um, Job to Satan, he says, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. And he has maintained his integrity, even though you urge me to harm him without cause. So there is a few things that I wanted to ponder as we stop um, at Job, at the character of, of Job um, in the Old Testament. I'm sure we will have other opportunities to, to deal with Job in the coming weeks. But um, Job is going through trials. And, and in case you're wondering, and in case I'm wondering, that, that sometimes it is very easy, and I think that's what we're going to find with, with Job's friends, is to blame or to, to assume that there is something wrong with your lives. Uh, and uh, there is something wrong with my life. And therefore, we're going through this difficult uh, time and suffering. And it is obvious that with Job's case, um, Job had not seen. He, he was not being judged by God, but the suffering happened uh, because of his righteousness. And um, also, we need to be aware that God was aware of it, and God allowed it, and it was, uh, it didn't catch God by surprise. 
And one thing that I've been really thinking this week more than previously is that as much as this is such a uh, a terrible, um, awful thing that has happened to us as COVID, this has not caught God by surprise. But also we, we realize that this is an opportunity for, for Job to refine his faith. And we, we will see that um, in the coming um, Sundays and, and chapters. But um, when we talk about the refining faith, I'm aware of that Bible verse in First Peter. And I've asked Jill, the birthday girl, to read it for us. And um, as, as she reads, let's pay attention to um, the first epistle of Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 uh, to 9. The reading this morning is taken from the first epistle of Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be reeled on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. This is wonderful joy ahead, even though you may have to endure trials for a while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold though your faith is much more precious than gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you haven't seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Thank you, uh, Jill, and may God's name be blessed through the public reading of his words. So, uh, so Peter um, is encouraging the disciples, is encouraging the followers of Jesus to be truly glad. That's not a commandment in Greek there, but he's talking about this wonderful joy ahead is trying to put things in perspective for the people who are going uh, through suffering and struggles. We've got this group of people who are dispersed and they're, they're, they're going um, through difficult times. And again, they are trials. And uh, Peter is saying that these trials will show that your faith is genuine. This is an opportunity for for, for us as followers of Jesus, even as the church in the West, even as individuals, for, for us to be going through these trials in order that our faith uh, becomes uh, refined. And it's more, uh, as, as God's word says, that, that uh, the faith is much more important and much more precious than the gold that is, that is refined. But when faith remains, remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor 
on the day of Jesus Christ. And, and, and this, this assurance that comes from Peter for, for the disciples during this time of trial, that you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Now, I, I don't want to be dismissive of the, the struggles and the pain and the suffering and the challenges that we are facing. But there is that great tension here between the, uh, the suffering and trials and between of being truly glad. And we've got an invitation today to, to look into, um, well, into this situation of, that we're facing with, with, a, with that opportunity to allow God to refine our faith and our trust in him. This is not the faith that we normally talk about when you first come to Christ to trust him as, 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 a, you know, as a Lord and Savior. This is that ongoing faith that we need to keep trusting and we keep building our lives um, in the life of, of Christ, our, our Lord and our Savior. And the, the, the challenge from God's word here today is that we look um, into this trials in the perspective of the eternity, in the perspective of the joy, in the perspective of uh, what what is about to come. And this is based on that hope that God has given to us through his death and the resurrection. If we read verses 3, 4 and 5, it's amazing how we have all been called to this living hope. And I, brothers and sisters, Cairns family, this is the time that we are exercised to, to really embrace and to, to live out the living hope that we've got um, in Christ. Again, we've spoken about hope in the past. It's not just wishful, hopeful thinking, but this hope is, is built in the greatest mark of the history at the death and the resurrection of our Lord. And we have all been called and we've all been invited and we've all been uh, challenged to embrace this living hope. And today, in the midst of suffering, you and I are invited to trust that that although we're going through difficult trials, this is no surprise to God. This is refining our faith. This is not because you and I have done something wrong, but because perhaps you and I are living a righteous life. Um, I wanted to um, finish by something that Job's um, trials um, does or his challenge. It reminds us also, it points, it directs us to the Lord Jesus because his suffering and his pain uh, was unnecessary because he was a righteous man as well. But actually he went and became sin for all of us and died so we can have that living hope today. And finally, I wanted to finish with a hymn that I came uh, across this week. And I wanted to, to read that as, as 
a blessing. I wanted to read that as a prayer. I wanted to read that as something that we can identify. I've got it on screen here. And um, I wanted you guys all to engage with it in a way that you ask God to come and meet you in your trials and in your suffering. But don't lose sight of who the Lord Jesus is. Are your crosses too heavy to carry and the burdens too heavy to, too heavy to bear? Are there heartaches and tears and anguish? And there is no one who seems to care. Are there shadows of deep disappointment and trust that have proven untrue? Has the darkness of night settled round you? Has your hope and your faith wavered too? Has the storm overshadowed your sunshine and life lost attraction for you? Have the dreams that you cherished been broken? Is your soul filled with bitterness too? Standing somewhere in the shadows, you will find Jesus. He is the friend who always cares and understands. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find him and you'll know him by the nail prints in his hands. So, Father God, here we are as your people scattered across Bristol and elsewhere. Finding this time a challenging, frustrating, painful. Seeing it as if we are in trial. And we know that you are our Lord, our Saviour. You know that you are the, our friend. Meet us today with your kindness, O Lord. Reach out to us today with your goodness to us. And as we look to live out for you, and as we look to put our faith in you, I pray, Lord, that we will not lose sight of that living hope that you have accomplished for us through the death and the resurrection of our Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you are faithful. Thank you that you look out for us. Thank you that you care. Thank you that you understand. Thank you that we can find you today. In Jesus' name, Amen.